Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Guy. What's going on? Not much, man. I was just having my second breakfast. Oh, you're like a little hobbit. Mm. When did you have your first breakfast? Well, I didn't have a first breakfast. Oh, so that's not really your second breakfast. I'm having my breakfast at lunchtime breakfast. I I went to the gym early, so, you know. (coughs) Oh, yeah, look at those guns. Well, for the listener, he's um, he's sort of got uh, an ill-fitting T-shirt that make his biceps look an awful lot bigger than they are. I think it's the other way. I think, if, <laughs> I think they look even smaller <laughs> than they are. Mike, how are you? Are you still alive? Are you still um, with us? Are you still in the land of the living? Report to us from the future. Uh, Here's Mike Maron's report from the future. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast It will get you up and going Learn some things you didn't know Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Give you energy like Buckfast And if your head's in a pickle Or you're looking for a giggle It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm feeling... Um... I, 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 it's, really, it's really funny having listened to last week's podcast and trying to be positive. Um, I, I really, <laughs> I happily feel like shit this morning, but with a smile on my face. Um, I had my second jab yesterday. And um, yeah, it went, uh, as a lot of people say it went, um, you know, take the day off afterwards because you might feel like a bit of shit. I thought, no problem. I didn't even feel the first one go in. I felt no problem whatsoever. Yesterday, the second it hit my skin, I just felt, oh, my God, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. The fucking pain of the fucking thing. And I should say, I would do it all over again. I would take one in each arm to get rid of this depressing virus um, and to sort of, I'd take one for everyone. I'll take one for the team. I will die on this cross. Well, like, there's no point in taking the vaccines if we're all going to die. <clears throat> no, no. <laughs> but that's I, not going to happen. <laughs> no, that isn't going to happen. I'm just aware of the fact now that we have to be very careful where we tread with this. So uh, I would take it again, no problem whatsoever. But it did knock me a little bit sideways. Now, I'm, I'm thought of in the, the one in however many hundreds or thousands that get sort of reactions. So I had a little bit of a reaction. I'm as I sit here talking to you now, I'm beginning to sweat. A little while ago, <laughs> a little while ago, I just couldn't get warm. 
So it's that sort of thing. And then I get these pains across my chest and my back and my neck and my ear. I thought I had Bell's palsy because the woman said to me, the one thing she said to me, lovely Scottish lady said, no, you heard about Bell's palsy. It might mean that one side of your face will drop. And usually people get a wee tingle in their ear and uh, their face drops away down for a couple of days. Don't you worry about it, darling. So I, I, Directly after the jab yesterday, I was released after my 15 minutes. You feeling okay? Yeah, perfect. No problem whatsoever. Um, walked out and went to Aldi. And then my ears started tingling in Aldi. <laughs> of course, you can't find a mirror. Plus, you've got a mask on, so you can't see whether your face has actually slipped down. Uh, wow. So you yeah. have to wait till you get home to, to, know, to know if yeah. you've got palsy or not. Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Holy shit. But, uh, so you felt so... You felt bad straight away as soon as you got the prick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I um, I don't know whether it's psychosomatic or not, but I just mm. felt it was very sore. It was really, really sore, the jab. And um, I just felt a little bit, Oy. and maybe that was just because there was a bit, Oy. but the, the, the nurse guy that um, makes sure you don't get up for your 15 minutes, I don't know where you go, but they, they had a big ballroom and we were all sort of socially distanced, sitting down with a little sort of sticky on us saying 12.10 or 12.15 departure or whatever. He came out and he, and he was like Manuel. He was a little brother. And he, I said, where are you from? I'm from Barcelona. I said, oh, Barcelona. I said, it is beautiful. Did you get robbed in Barcelona? I said, no, you're a very lucky person not to get robbed in Barcelona. <laughs> I leave my five mothers. I leave my brother, my five mothers in Barcelona. And my sister. Yeah, uh, he was. And he was really small and hunched over. But he was a lot. Um, and um, no, whole, so you felt like shit afterwards. But it, so how bad do you have to feel? Because it's a very Irish thing to even... So after the 15 minutes, you were like, no, grand, grand. Yeah, no, perfect, perfect. It was just sore for the first 15 minutes. And I thought, okay, it's just a sore arm. But the second I got into my car, I thought, oh, fucking hell. I just don't know. And then I went to Aldi. <laughs> of course. Then I came home. Yeah, of course. And, and then I... um. I bought some, I went to Tesco's as well, and I bought some really, really nice bread with olives and everything in it. And we had, so we had some really nice big tomatoes. So we made some little tostadas with olive oil and oregano and raw garlic. And so, oh, we ate a loaf of bread between myself and Sally Ann. Wow. wow. In one sitting. Yeah. Maybe you're Fuck suffering it's... from gluten poisoning today. I, that may be a bit because I was starving. Then I had a donut, and then I had a cookie. <laughs> Where did you just were you just grazing, walking around Aldi? No, this was at home. I took everything home. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I thought I've had my second jam. I need a treat. Yeah, you need a treat. Yeah, you're dead right. I've been listening to this guy, um, and and just before I get into all this chat that I'm going to get into, can you still hear me? All right, because I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to start put my feet up and chill out here a little Wow, bit. wow, wow. This is like, um, I feel like you're in the doctor's chair here. Uh, I am going to move my mic closer a bit. Um, so I've, I don't, can't remember the guy's name, but I've, a friend of mine put me on to this dude who's a doctor. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not like, this is not me going all like, you know, anti-vax or anything like that. Because I'm, I've oh, got. Oh, fucking hell. No, 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 this is not that. Just, I just want to press, pre, I just want to. 
preface everything by that by saying I've got my first jab and I'm going to get my second jab and it is the right thing to do because we are where we are and that's what we have to do to you know because the virus is you know we are where we are yes end of full stop but um just very interesting uh his surname is Bush uh doctor something probably american like zach bush i think it is dr zach bush um and it's not a conspiracy theorist or it's not like you know he's a doctor he's you know he's worked with cancer patients he's you know he's, he's a nice guy he's just a normal dude and you know what he was talking about was it was just very interesting i'm not i'm not saying i 100% believe the guy I'm not I'm just I just thought it might be an interesting thing to talk about and I think you'd find it interesting oh yeah yeah because a lot of people talk about you know uh, environmental issues like and 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 I would be involved in a lot of it now kind of where I work with talking about the environment and especially with advertising because you know you're, uh, w- with advertising your impact on the environment can be it can be can be is bad because basically you're trying to sell stuff to people that maybe might not be great for the environment so if you're involved in writing an ad for a car and it's a very successful ad and it sells lots of cars then you're like well that's your personal you know impact on the yeah. environment isn't great you know so we, we talk a lot about that in the place i work because they're they're quite conscientious and i like that about it so so we're always looking at new ways to uh to get brands to think about their imp- impact on the environment and we work with brands who are interested in doing that because you know uh that's what people want now. And it, it's kind of, it's, you know, sort of cynical in a way in that brands will now obviously do what people want. And they'll say, okay, we're going to sort out our environmental footprint. We're going to look at our packaging. We're going to look at all this. And, you know, things that ba- brands like Barry's Tea are, are going to look at making all of their packaging just completely, uh, you know, compostable and all that. So it's all good. But um, so, so it's in my head and I'm listening to these podcasts and talking to these people and I listen to this guy and, you know, when we talk about environmental issues, we talk about, you know, destroying the earth yeah. and how we are destroying the earth. Well, I've got news for you, buddy. <laughs> Dr. Zach Bush. <laughs> Dr. Zach Bush. Well, this is this, this is my own theory before I listen, listen to okay. Dr. Zach Bush. We will not destroy the earth. Mm-mm. We will like we need to start talking about how us as a species are going to die out because of how we're fucking with the earth, because the earth will just make sure the earth and the microbes and the whatever, they will just kill us off and like, like they did with the dinosaurs. And then they'll just move on with, with some, some other kind of form of, you know, uh, in the meantime, you know, eventually the earth will, will, the sun will blow up and the earth will be gone. But in the meantime, the earth will continue and we'll be gone. And that's what we have to start talking about is how is it's not that the earth will be gone. Uh, and it's not, you know, like you're looking at the polar bears, oh, yeah. di- you're looking at the polar bears dying, you're next buddy. Yeah, it's it's not about saving the planet. It's about saving us. But this, you see, there's a very basic ecological theory called K, which is the carrying capacity of a species. So most species self-regulate based on what food is available, what prey is available, and what resources are available. So you'll see wildebeest and cicadas and whatever bloom one particular year. And then the next year, their their numbers will go down because there isn't the grass or there isn't the whatever to to provide them. And there isn't the water, pretty much. Water and light is what you're sort of gambling on as a species. Unfortunately, we can manufacture our way out of it. So, you know, we, we take sort of not great water and make fizzy drinks out of it. 
make ourselves fatter and then keep selling this. So we're selling ourselves a dream while actually servicing the nightmare. So we, we will reach our own carrying capacity at some point. Um, and, and we won't be able to engineer our, our way out of it. So we will die. We, th- th- I mean, there are species becoming extinct every day on this planet. Some of them we haven't even discovered. And we are as inconsequential as they are. Even less, in fact, because we're the ones that, that go out. To, we're the only ones that go out and actually actively destroy our habitat. Our own habitat. Not to mind the Brazilian rainforest, which is somebody else's habitat. We're doing that so we can get cheap furniture uh, and other wholesalers of furniture i'm gonna have to uh, edit this now hang on a second <laughs> not blaming for this no but you blame our relentless um yeah take a time slot yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah so we have a relentless um demand for stuff we all go out on a saturday and sunday if we're off and we buy stuff. We sit at our computers and think, oh, that's coming by post. It's great. It's just stuff. And it's little microchips and it's little bits of plastic and it's little whatever we've got. And it's just they are depleting all of the resources of this planet. And therefore, we're depleting our resources. So, yeah, the planet will be fine. The planet will keep spinning. Even when the sun goes supernova, this planet probably won't be destroyed. It'll keep going. It'll just be a husk of itself. And some green species at some point will find it and go, <laughs> those idiots, look what they did, you know? Um, although there probably won't be a trace of us left. But yeah, I mean, we're great. We're, you know, and, and I think you were talking about carbon footprints a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Well, I, I learned that carbon footprint was invented by the oil companies to make people feel like it's their fault and not the, <laughs> not the fault of the big oil companies. It's which genius. Yeah. yeah. But it's like all religions are built on that as well. You know, this whole point of, listen, we'll come up with this concept of sin and then through the magic of listening to us and coming to our places and putting a couple of quid in our jar, we will absolve you of all that sin, you know, and we'll do this and that and the other. And we'll tell you how to live your life. It's great. It's a fantastic hook. But we are, as a species, really stupid, like really, really stupid. The other thing is, uh, so he was talking about um, how he was talking about like vegetation and like he would have, so when he, when he sort of walked away from being a doctor in a hospital, that kind of doctor, uh, and he went to look at nutrition and how, you know, nutrition could be, how food can be medicine, you know, and how what we eat is our, should be our medicine. And I'd very much believe in that, but he was saying the problem is that the soil on the earth is so messed up with, you know, Roundup or whatever it is people use to, kill the, the weeds and, and and kill the insects that eat their precious uh, kale. He was saying that the, when he was recommending to people, people were coming into his his new sort of, he'd set up as a doctor, I don't know, somewhere in Arkansas or something. And then he, these locals were coming in. He was like, look, you need to eat more kale. You need to do this. And they were coming back with more stomach problems. And he was like, what the fuck? But, so then he realized that the stuff that was in the kale that used to be in kale isn't in kale anymore. And actually kale is kind of almost poisonous now because of the way the soil it's grown in has created this kale that actually doesn't agree with us because it doesn't have that one little thing that, act, 
interacts with our body to make it good or whatever yeah that's the technical i mean i'm getting very technical here obviously (laughs) (laughs) the one thing the one thing that makes it good for us that makes it good for our body thing um so he was talking about like how we've we've like the soil is so damaged the water is so bad that we have created an environment like the air is so bad and he explained that and this is where I need to be careful because someone's going to listen to what I say and say, oh, yeah, he said that COVID isn't bad and we don't have to get we have we are where we are. We do have to get vaccinated because of us. It's our own fault. And it's not mm-hmm. the gov- it's not the government's fault. It's not big farmers fault. In this instance, they've actually been helpful. But COVID is the uh, is just like the Trojan horse that brings the poison from the, that's already in the air into our bodies. And that's why some people die because COVID allows that poison to come in. So he was t- saying, take for example, you know, a place like Northern Italy where the air is bad, it's got poison in it. It's got, he said like, you know, strychnine or whatever is in the air, yeah. Just, it, it's, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's pollution. And some people got uh, COVID and whatever was, whatever way they're made up or whatever way their health was, this actually allowed this poison to come into their body and kill them. So the COVID isn't, uh, the virus isn't killing people. No, it's, it. I mean, co- the this... coronavirus family is, is it's a virus. So there's, there's a, another theory that, you know, that, that there's a, we want our genes to survive, right? That's why we breed and we sort of, we do select and we, we sort of genetically modified over, over time ourselves, which is fair enough. That's what we do, you know, and that's what, how we cross breed our tomatoes and whatever. I'm not talking about, about push, putting fish uh, genes into a tomato to make it redder. I'm talking about crossing this tomato with that tomato and letting it go for a few generations, see if it it's blight resistant or whatever. And, us and all most species on the planet will be attracted to certain things because of their physical attributes or mental attributes or whatever they can do. Viruses are the only true, well, so it said genetic sort of things that, that will carry on their genes. They are smart enough. They have a host, which is us at the moment or any other animals or bats or cows or whatever. And they travel from host to host. And what they don't want to do is kill off everything they've got. So they stay and they go dormant until their carrying capacity, it all comes back to carrying capacity, grows again. So they can go, whoo, here we go. I mean, they don't obviously think like that. They're not little people that kind of go, oh, look, let's go, lads. They're just opportunistic, wanting their genes to survive as we want our genes to survive. But we're poisoning ourselves from the inside out and the outside in <laughs> by what we're doing. Yeah. And, and these, these things are just going... It, party time these people have got really bad lungs because they're living in a shithole not by their mistake you know they've been told industry and big things are good and pollute you know that that big chimney there will take everything away of course it doesn't you know you don't have to be an idiot you can see if you see somebody vaping now you see that the the smoke come out of their mouths if you're walking behind them no, go straight up go straight up mike yeah, straight up to the space station into, the, <laughs> into, into space yeah. stays stays there I mean, think about it, very little, very little of our, of the naturally occurring elements on this planet leave our atmosphere. I think, I'm going to say nitrogen is one of them. Somebody will write in and tell us, I'm sure. But 
<clears throat> that's able to make its way out of the, the layers, the troposphere, and out into space. So we're losing very little of what's on here. So it is really a limited, ever-dwindling resource. So, uh, yeah. So here's the thing that he's like, so he's talking about, like, so we are trying to eat healthily and I would be quite, I'm always trying to like eat my veg. And now I'm like, what the fuck, what veg am I eating? Like, am I mm. even not getting any nutrition from? Because I would also react badly to eating raw vegetables and stuff like that. So I'm wondering like, what the fuck? Like, so how do you, like one, one thing I need to figure out is, and the thing that you guys do is grow your own. And I wonder, is that the way to go to grow your own, have your own patch? grow your own tomatoes, grow your own. So at least then, you know, you can probably get the best soil possibly. And Ireland probably isn't as bad as some places with regards the poisoning of the soil, maybe. Uh, not. It might not uh, be. Uh, well, well, well I'm, I'm comparing it to, to ch places in China where they've got like big pig farms and, you know, the poo has to go somewhere. So it's just, there's just lakes of poo and that like that seeps into the land. Do you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, but poo, poo isn't a bad thing. Poo, if well managed, is a really good thing. It's a, it's a fertilizer. It's full no, of all not sorts. This, of... Not this pig poo because it's I... got antibiotics and fucking. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, you could say that our polytunnel is great, but if you look at the plastic, and the metal, yeah. and the wood to construct it, and then the bits and pieces. Now I've gone down to the beach and I've beach combed stuff and taken bits of wood to make the raised beds in there and stuff. You know, I'm not holier than thou or whatever, but um, you also look at the, 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 the climate we get here on the West Coast or the whole of Ireland is the jet stream. And the jet stream is coming straight from America, you know, and what does it do when it reaches land? You get this sort of mixing of water and air and heat and bang. So we're getting pollutants literally from everywhere. We're not, you know, we're, we're here and we're kind of smug in this country about, oh, the fresh air, lads. Well, you, wouldn't, you couldn't beat it with a stick. You could actually, you know, it's it's full of moisture and that's kind of ruining your rivers and running all the stuff that the farmers are spraying onto the land at the moment, all those nutrients and virtual fertilizers and poo. Mm. Um, that's hitting the land. Theoretically, it should dry and cake and the nutrients should sort of dwindle down into the soil in this perfect little thing and all the flies it supports all the insects which then support the birds and it's beautiful little round sort of circular ecosystem it's lovely it doesn't it pisses down with rain and it flows into the river and then we drink the water and we have to treat it with chemicals before we drink it so we're ingesting the animal shit that we're pouring on the field <laughs> well, we're fucked but, uh, yeah. but, the, but, but the most interesting thing that I thought might be worth saying to some of our listeners uh, for whatever it's worth. But I even want to talk to you about it, Mike. That, I just yeah. want to talk to somebody about it. Um, so we've been sold. So, so in the case of coming up with the vaccine for coronavirus and COVID-19, the big pharma has, you know, come up trumps and fair play to them. Yeah. But unfortunately, we have been sold this uh, lie or this idea that we can push ourselves and the world and the environment as far as we want because if you're sick if you we just come up with an antibiotic to fix the 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 things that are making us sick we just if you if you don't eat properly and you don't exercise properly and you have a heart attack so we'll just throw you in yeah. an old defibrillator and we get you we get you we get you we clear out your we'll go in there and clear out your the plaque from your heart and we'll be grand you can keep going and then we get to some you know statins and we'll 
get you some blood thinners and we keep going. So ne we never have to stop and go, hang on. Like at some point, if, and that's all good, isn't it? Like, because hospitals, are, you know, they're good. They're saving people. But it stopped us from going, hang on a second. If, if we didn't go down the route of hospitals and medicine and all these kind of things, maybe at some point earlier, we'd have gone, all these people are fucking dying from heart attacks. And that's just from all the shite they're eating. We should, like all the that, sugar that yeah, they're eating, that, we, we need to stop doing that. That was called the 1970s when everybody was dying of heart attacks. Yeah. Because we just started eating really badly. We'd come out of the wars and we weren't mass producing stuff. And then we were pushing sugar and salt and saccharin and everything into our food. And uh, then it led to this sort of like, wow, you know, everything's eaten more healthy and you can get low fats and good fats. You listen to the radio, good fat, bad fat, good wine, bad wine, good beer, good alcohol, no alcohol, no smoking, smoke a little bit, you know, and you get all these mixed messages. But at the at, when all is said and done, we are constantly just about a half a step ahead of where we need to be. Um, and I think maybe 10 years ago was a very good time for us to sit down and say, lads, uh, we, we can't just keep belting ourselves out at this rate. We are ruining it. We, we are ruining the, the actual environment by what we're doing in the West for the poorer countries, the lowland sort of Bangladeshis and whatever. And we're giving them plague and terror and horror and all sorts of diseases, but they don't matter in the global sense. And once the West is infected with a, a big global pandemic, it's, oh shit lads, let's spend, let's throw as much money. Nobody ever did a, a back of the fag pack a calculation. It was all about shit. If we don't spend money now, we won't be able to go on holidays. We won't be able to go and buy new cars. We won't be able to keep society going. But when Ebola broke out in France or in, sorry, France, in, in okay. the Democratic Republic of Congo, Congo or wherever it was. Yeah. And it was three countries or whatever. Liberia they went in with, uh, yeah, they went in with armed guards and hazmat suits. And literally that was a lockdown. That was a proper, proper, this isn't going any further because if that got on a plane and came to Manhattan or London or Dublin and people had, um, you know, parts of their skin falling off due to a, a you know, a, a bacteria eating them from the inside out. That's not good for votes. And you wouldn't have, you, you wouldn't have lads drinking cans in Dublin and you wouldn't have, you know, you wouldn't have whatever out in the park under the bandstand. They'd be afraid of their lives to go anywhere near each other. But because they've been sold. Yeah, I love the way you squeeze in a little pop at the youth there, Mike, just out of nowhere. Like, fucking, it's fucking. not the youth. It's, it, it's not the youth's fault. The youth have been told from day one with this pandemic that they're healthy. They're going to they have a better chance. It's only the old people. And really, they don't matter. That was what it was like in the beginning. Mm hmm. You know, let's call a spade a spade. And and now it's becoming that the young people are the only ones really transmitting it between themselves. And I'm just saying that if it was a more deadly, obvious virus yeah, yeah, for yeah, them, yeah. Yeah. If you'd be afraid you to wouldn't leave the see house. them acting yeah. the maggot mm. and doing high kicks. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, but they've been told from the day one that you're going to be fine, lads. And uh, once we get your parents and the older people sorted, crack on, lads, go back to university, everything's going to be fine. But this is all short-termism, you know? 
We're just <laughs> waiting for the wheels to fall off again. You somehow brought it back to slag, giving up, giving over young people. Somehow managed to yeah, do that. Well. But it's just fascinating. He's he, like, it was it was brilliant listening to him because it, it, suddenly, like, the scales fell away from my eyes, and I was going, "Oh Jesus, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. We're, we're kind of fucked." Yeah. Um, yeah, and also it's like, so I've started taking. I'm trying to find nutrition. I'm try, like, I started taking. Spirulina, spirulina i'm trying to i'm taking these like her herbs i'm trying to find nutrition that i'm not able to get from my food that i won't be like if i go into my supermarket i'm not going to get good kale or good like it's not going to be in that i'm going to have to take it as a supplement so i'm trying to find the best concentrations of supplements this guy uh there's a there's a there's a guy who sells uh nutrition basically I'm not very scientific, but like they 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 drill down into where what what Earth there was uh, pre you know the soil that was there like before all this, and they take hmm. the sort of the carbon out of that or whatever, and they're able to turn that into a, a supplement, <laughs> and that's the stuff we need to help repair <laughs> the damage done to our bodies. So it has me freaked out. But um, yeah, so basically what I'm saying is I know what's going on. I've got the fucking lowdown. I'm going to live longer than everybody. Good luck. Good night. It's over. Uh, but I'll be fine. And then you'll you'll go into a bandstand one day in your 80s and there'll be a load of young people dancing. You go, hey, down with that sort of thing. And they'll beat the shit out of you and you'll die. And <laughs> it's just spirulina gone. <laughs> I won't need to fight them. They'll be dead. They'll be dead because they have no nutrition. Um, and it was fat. It was just. It, I was just like, "Oh my god, holy shit!" Ho- that was re- that really like for the first time, kind of like brought home to me. And that's probably a combination of me, uh, maybe being in the right headspace to listen to something like that. And where it's probably people have probably been saying stuff like this to me for a long time, and I'm just not. I just wasn't interested, or just didn't have time, or I was too interested in making it to the weekend, or going on my holidays, or you know, just none of it really matter now i'm not gonna suddenly become i'm not suddenly gonna go and live in the desert in a cave and you know wear sackcloth and just eat spirulina or whatever the fuck i don't even know what it's called i'm just taking it um but uh but we're fucked (laughs) we're fucked like and and even like if you look at the g7 like they're talking about like it's like useful idiot or uh, these people they're useful idiots they're talking about stuff that has no bearing they're making plans, they're making laws, they're bringing in reform, they're bringing in these agreements between countries. Like, you know, I saw a picture of uh, England and Australia, you know, t- shaking hands because there's a, a tax-free uh, export deal being done there. And you're looking at them going, who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, it's got, what, nobody's ever, no, no one's having a conversation about what we actually need to do to make things better it's we it's mad and then then you've got like the likes of the john waters and the gem and, and people are just oh. giving, giving out about them and the, you're like lads 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 forget about all that there's like yeah. really serious shit going on here that we should be worrying about we're wasting our energy yeah i mean like the- it's it's like is oh, oh is alcohol bad for me guess what it doesn't fucking matter drink up dude 
<laughs> because you're your chia bat is your chia bat is loaded with chemicals anyway. <laughs> what should I be eating? Should I go vegan? Who gives a fuck? Just yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. It, no, like, it doesn't matter. What he what he ends up saying was he said because you're one who was interviewing him what what can we do now and he said hang out with other people like be with other people and obviously we went into lockdown that was his yeah. no he 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 was saying we did the, we did the wrong thing we were isolating ourselves we need to be together that's how we like we are we are all connected we're connected animals people the earth we're all connected you know we need to be together that's how we beat bacteria that's how we beat disease that's how by by be, whatever i i didn't understand that theory anyway so he said well you need to just be out and about meeting people in the sunshine near grass near earth you know getting out in walks like you were today on your on your hike with your dog you need to be out and you need to be socializing and he said that's how and, and he said and then try and find a, a source of good water clean water uh, or, or you know clean your water and a good source of natural vegetables grown or food grown in good soil. And that was basically what, what, what's, what you have to do. Everybody has to do now to try and make themselves better. And that's medicine. Holy shit. It, it is. It's a, but it's a big thing. And if you think too much about anything on this planet, if you overthink anything, you're snookered. You've also got to enjoy food, you know, like donuts and pizzas <laughs> And fizzy drinks and stuff like that. You can't, you can't be miserable. You know, you can't just because you've sort of had this awakening uh, to the fact that everything around you is unhealthy and we are polluting the bejesus. And there's technically too many of us on this planet. We have overpopulated and we will keep engineering. The problem with these theories is they all, you go a few steps on and then you're going down the old eugenics sort of, listen, we can get rid of 50% of the people here. Uh, you know, let's let's have a one-child policy, and we've all guffawed at that and said how horrible it was for China. Yeah. But you know, and but China couldn't support the amount of people it was having. Um, and then you get people who say, "Oh God, we've got to have a boy." So, abort girls. I mean, it that led to a catastrophe of our own. No other, no other species on the planet does what we do to ourselves. We are just serial idiots you know catastrophe what a great word speaking of cereals what are you having for breakfast there granola it was gro- <laughs> grown in the finest soil i'm mostly going to look for anything i buy now i'm going to go what's what fucking soil was it grown in where did you get the soil and well, there'll be like soil on the black market well the, the cynic in me, of course, looks at these things and it looks at the Soil Association, organic food marks and this, that and the other and free range, this, that and the other. And they are not what they're cracked up to be. Our, our sustainability of food is very poor. I used to in- uh, inspect chicken farms. Yeah. So don't have um, any I brands. Think, no, we, I, I think we've any, talked I, about this. I don't want to do any more editing. <laughs> I don't care. We've spoken brands. about this. We've spoken about this before, though. Have we? Have we spoken about chicken farms? Uh, well, yeah, but like I, there's a, there's a chicken farm close to where I've been past it a few times, and my God, even just the smell, I'm just like that. I don't know what's in there. That's a big place, and I don't know what's in Ch- there. But chickens, <laughs> but it fucking it doesn't smell like they're healthy chickens. You know the difference no. between the smell of healthy animals and the fucking smell of like, oh my God, yep. what the fuck are we going to eat that? But so, yeah, go on. You know, we used to deal with, I used to deal with a number of 
growers they call themselves chicken growers and and whatever and the organic bit was that they would open the door at the end and let them run around and they would have space so technically they could have you know each one has got a meter squared or whatever but they would never come out because there's food on tap water on tap it's nice and dark and lovely and warm and it can cuddle into their bodies and everything is fantastic but they used to get like a, a little delivery of 70,000 chicks, which would fit into a, um, a high ace type of van, like trays of chicks, live chicks, and throw them in the corner. And by feeding them between 28 and 36 days later, they would be two kilo chickens ready for slaughter. And it would take two 40 ton trucks to take them away. So they don't clean their poop. They go in and they live on their own poo. Um, which is fine under normal, normal circumstances. You walk in and it's a nice sort of earthy smell. And it's, it doesn't take your nose away with sort of, uh, you know, ammonia. not really sulfurous. Yeah, not ammonia. Yeah. Um, it's really kind of a nice, um, almost biscuity smell. But if one of those 70,000 animals gets the shits, you've only, you can only imagine what happens. You are in a wave Shit's of film. mank. Shitsville. But that doesn't matter. They just keep up in the antibiotics. Yeah. And the the supermarkets then would say, listen, lads, unexpectedly, there's a big weekend coming. Uh, I'm sure we've talked about this before. No. And and they'd say, listen, oh, right. Oh, yeah. The supermarkets would go, listen, uh, long range weather forecast says that this weekend after the bank holiday weekend or whatever coming up is going to be really hot and sunny. So the barbecue season is here, lads. Um, and it looks like it's going to be really hot and we need um, legs and wings, not really breasts. <laughs> so they would feed, they would feed them. They would feed them. They would uh, up the antibiotics and, and different food, which would make them grow and retain water in certain cells in their bodies, which would inflate their legs and wings. So these little birds are wondering about huge legs, huge arms and tiny little bodies. Just like me and that's what the gym. Pretty much like you in that T-shirt. Um, so, yeah, that's what they did. And so they would tee that up. And, and that was organic. You know, they're still, it's still organic food mm -hmm. they're giving them. No such thing as organic sort of drugs, really, apart from, you know, just... Mushrooms. Well, yeah, eating, eating a, a willow bark, which is what, salicylic acid, because they yeah. always call willows sallies, which are aspirin, fair, you know. Yeah, there, there, there are lots of naturally occurring drugs, but so uh, we don't take. So I still think the best thing I can do right now is not eat meat, and yeah, because I don't want any of that shit. And also, if 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 we stopped eating meat, then that at some point, you know, if you were able to say, "Well, we're not going to eat any more meat until you stop until you stop farming the, the meat like the way you do." Um, maybe that might make a difference. But, uh, I mean, if you think of the big farms in England and the big farms in Ireland, God only knows what... I mean, I've seen aerial photographs of the big beef farms in America and and the big, like, you know, <laughs> big poo lakes that are yeah, yeah. close to them. It's fucking mad. It's mental. But but then again, it's really interesting, actually, because I had a chat with some um, people I know who are part-time workers and part-time farmers. And I just, this is only like Tuesday, I'd say, I had this conversation with three of them sitting around a table. And I said, because we, we're, all, we're always saying, uh, the small farmer in the West or the small car, farmer in the North, whatever, 
they're not doing anything and they're they're not you know they're not really the gas is just kind of we can we can support that amount of methane coming out of a cow's ass because it's not really adding globally of course it is adding glo- everything has you know an equal and opposite reaction but guess how many acres cow needs so if you've got a 40 acre farm how many cows can that For, support 40 acre farm like 40 cows yep so so one acre of land yeah can grow one cow yeah so how many are the small farmers <laughs> so what's a small farm that can't that wouldn't be many acres would it no, a small farm would be 30 or 40 acres around the house, you know, sort of a little plot and maybe grow a bit of veg and maybe keep a couple of chickens, have a couple of barns, and they've got 30 or 40 acres. They can only support 30 or 40 cattle. Right. You think about land use to support one animal. That's an acre of land yeah. that you could grow food on. Yeah. And And all you're doing then is then you keep those cattle in for five or six months in slatted sheds, 30 or 40 of them, they shit through the slats. And then what do you do in sort of February? You slop it out, throw it back on the land, and the grass grows. You don't even let them eat the grass because you mow it because you're so, you want your haylage yeah. to feed them through the winter. The winter, yeah. They don't really get any fresh grass. It's, it's mind boggling. And these lads were sitting there on their phones watching stuff go into the mart and whatever, and they were getting good prices for their cattle. Um, but then again, you know, you'd have to throw a few nuts at that cattle cow to fatten it up, and you'd have to do this, and you have to get their ears tagged, and you have to do this and whatever. It is so inefficient yeah. for one cow, an acre of land. Think about the amount of mushrooms or kale you could grow on an acre of land. Now, now their argument is that the land is shit. But yeah. In part, and, they've made it shit by having, by just and then all the flowers off it. Yeah, ultimately, what what's the nutritional value of those mushrooms and kale and whatever if the, if the soil is shit and it's fucked or more, like how long would it take us to regenerate the soil? And even if we are, we've got all the clouds of shite coming over from other countries anyway. So, well, it's a diddly of a pickle, Mike. <laughs> Oh Jesus! I wanted to be—I wanted to be so positive, because my wife and I have been arguing based on last week's podcast. Because now she won't talk to me when I when the television's on, and she'll say stuff like, "Can I talk now?" And it's like, "Oh fuck, of course you can." Yeah, let me just pause it. Oh, it's more important than I am. No, listen, we've had that conversation. Can I can I talk to you? And it's like, oh, oh God, no. Oh. But you yeah, you so have I, to you have to explain that anything that's said on the podcast is dra- is for dramatic effect. It's not. It's not. It's just like we're trying to say. We're trying to just make our normal thoughts kind of, you know, more interesting, aren't we? No, not really. <laughs> missed my wink there, Mike. You missed my wink. <laughs> I just say it like it is. See, I'm you're not too good open. at this. You're not good at I, this. I'm too vulnerable. Hey, look, there's being open and vulnerable, and there's being stupid, Mike. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I shan't be having sex for the foreseeable future. That's that's a that's a given, based on most of the stuff I say here. Um, but yeah, I, I'm speaking of previous podcasts. If yeah. I may change tack ever since, yeah, yeah, it's probably probably need to. Um, 
Yeah, David DeBolt. Yeah, David David DeBolt. David DeBolt. DeBolt, I think it is. DeBolt or DeBolt or DeBolt. DeBolt. David um, DeBolt. I listened to his podcast with you, and yeah. I, I think I might have got through to you about halfway through and thought, I'm, I, I don't know where this is going, Keith. I don't, yeah. I don't know what we're doing here, because he wasn't really talking about his book, and he wasn't really opening up. And then you sort of stopped talking, and then he just put the boot down, and it was fantastic. His forefathers' stories were brilliant. His children were just, you know, it's just manic. How can somebody have lived a life like that and not be on the stage just telling this story all the time? He was just, I thought he was, for a finish, it was just brilliant. You know, and, and I, I'm going to write, I'm going to get the book, actually. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get that book. Yeah, so the um, book is Diary of a Wimpy Dad by yeah. David Diebold. Diebold, and it's, uh, his name is it's D-I-E-B-O-L-D, and uh, he is former editor of, I think it was the Irish Examiner, maybe? No, not I the Examiner. The Independent. Cork, the Independent, yeah, because that yeah. was Examiner's Cork. Um, and then he took, he kind of, he just left the rat race because it was too busy and went home to become a full-time dad. But even though there was a full-time man there already, he was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, and he, um, he realised he was shit at it from the outset. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, wrong dude to be doing that. But he was, <laughs> it, it was, he was, he was definitely at the start, uh, it was definitely kind of all about, uh, he was trying to impress upon me or the listener, you know, that he was a cool guy, you know? And I think we all do that. That, yes, I'm not, like yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. criticism, you know. And I was like, I was just waiting for him to, you know, you just wait, get into that, his stride. That, you yeah. know, that's what we all do. And then you wait and wait until people, until you get past all that. And then you're just like, okay, here we go. Right. And, and then yeah. the stories about going to America and meeting his dad <laughs> and why his dad shaved his head in case they'd get into I know, a fight. Yeah. I thought we were going to get into a fight, so I shaved my head. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely. So you couldn't have grabbed my hair to hit me. Brilliant. It was like, and, and that came, I thought, a boy named Sue, you know, that, you know, that when he mm. walks into a bar and he meets his dad. And I just thought, oh, that image there of him meeting his dad, you know, oh, you my dad. And then the dad not believing him. I'm just like, yeah, just come down here. We're just going to go to the Red Cross. <laughs> and get go out. Yeah. <laughs> After tearing the ass out of my hospitality for two weeks and going for rides on my Harley and swimming in my pool, just going to get a little DNA test because, uh, yeah, feel like you're not my son. <laughs> you couldn't be your dry balls. But like proper, like there was definitely a, like I, I kind of said at the end, like if Iggy Pop wrote a parenting manual, because yes. like th that's all I could think of. Like it was just this proper like rock and roll lifestyle. And yeah. then, you know, he somehow ended up in, in a kind of a nine to five. Like he, he probably just didn't belong <laughs> in that world, being a, an editor of a newspaper and that like it was so probably went against it went against his spirit he should have been somewhere yeah. on, on a harley on you know on route 66 or something like that do you know what i mean but uh and then he just such a fucking story yeah brilliant i would i would i would i would argue everybody needs to listen if you listen to this listen to that thanks very much Mike. i appreciate it also we got an email uh you can email the podcast we didn't even do an intro but it's fine um <laughs> it's we'll do an intro now hi you're listening to the keith watch podcast uh <laughs> <laughs> there's we got an email if you want to email you can email keithwalshpod at gmail.com um any complaints send them to mike's email address I don't me know what yeah. That is. yeah um don't have one uh hey keith and mike just want to say thanks for the laughs for someone that has 
um difficulties you can feel lonely at times i love the chats with your friend mike i look forward to it every week the stories the laughter the rambling the not knowing the name of anything or anyone <laughs> it feels like i'm eavesdropping on the tales of two friends when mike laughs i laugh i love his high-pitched laughter you are my weekly staple where i feel connected and i'm guaranteed to laugh out loud on my daily stroll as an og yes i'm on the og hey. i'm wondering if mike is still on the diet and farting like a trooper Mike? Um, I am kind of, I've not eaten chocolate, although I had some fruit and nut because I've been telling my mother I've been off chocolate for Jan. Oh, you're great. You're great. What did she do? Turn up with a Cadbury's fruit and nut bar. Oh, that's typ typical mothers. Typical mother. Yeah. The last thing she hears is chocolate. And all of a sudden she turns up with chocolate. Oh, you yeah, must want yeah, this. Of course yeah. I do. Of course I do. I heard you mention chocolate. Here's <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not on my 2,000 calories a day, and I my weight has crept up a little bit, but I'm still trying to mind myself. Well, you look healthy. Bit. You look great, Mike. Um, Thanks very much. Uh, I don't expect a reply. You guys are busy, but sometimes people don't expect gratitude enough, and I just want to say thank you, guys. I look forward to the weekly podcast as long as it's feasible for you to do it. Oh, so understanding as well. Thank you very I, much. Yeah. I mean, I, I nearly cried when I read that. Yeah, I actually did only... because, yeah, it was really, I mean, it's the most heartfelt, nice thing for somebody just to go out of their way. You see, not all humans are idiots. There's no. one who's not. I mean, She's... she just, she picked up a, a, she typed, took time to write to us. Yeah. You know, that's very, very nice. I was humbled. Very nice. And yeah, 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 yeah. Because and even, I wish, that... even, sorry, George. I, I, I was just, I, I wish her all the best in the future. Yeah, still I hope she keeps listening. Yeah, I've forgotten the name already. Stay well. <laughs> I wasn't going to read out the name. Just no, don't, 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 don't. Um, but stay listening and stay well, and try and find food grown in good soil. That's the like. If we just keep that information amongst ourselves, then it'll just be the OGs that are alive. It'll be me, you, Mike. Yeah, my family, your family, and then the OGs, and that we'll be the only people left, and we'll have to repopulate the planet. Everyone has to be dead. I tell you what, they will be good-looking people. Oh my God! They yeah. would be wow. Hot. Yeah, because I am a stunner. Yeah, you know, there's not much about me on the internet. There's there's you with your six pack and stuff, dad body and whatever thing you did. That's all over the internet. But me, you're the secret they have hottie. To keep me under. Yeah, they keep me under wraps. Mm. They call I'm him the secret hottie. Secret hottie or the shotty. <laughs> the dreamboat. The hunky <laughs> hunky dreamboat. Claire's hunky dreamboat winner nine nine years in a row. I thought you were going to say 1990-something, you bitch. No, I was going to say nine yeah. years in a row. Um, and I was going to say something. Oh, yeah, because I, when I was, I was writing a little description of the podcast from last week, it was really nice to get that email. But I was thinking, I wrote a little script, and I was, thinking, I was saying that it's probably, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I think our weekly conversations probably helped both of us get through lockdown. Massively. It um, it gave me something to look for in the in the early days to sort of dread, and now it really gives me something to look forward to because I'm not I'm not sort of media trained or anything like that, and I you know it was kind of like oh my god does it sound alright have I said the same thing or the right thing or have I have I paused too much and I would listen on a micro level. <laughs> You know, to sort of, oh, yeah, I, oh, look, you can hear me breathing. You can hear the chair. Oh, my Jesus, it's all terrible. And then after a while, you tend not to give a shit, which yeah. is great. And you can just say what you want, which, um, no, and I'd like to thank you. This is not, sounds like no, the end of that, school. No, but I, I would, though, because it was your idea. 
Yeah, but like that that's not you know, that's not why I brought it up. Oh, like, oh you're so bashful. I just think that uh, <laughs> yeah, I think genuinely having that, you know, once a week sort of, you know, even though I was late most times. Yeah. And that's very disrespectful in a lot of ways. But but I suppose my whole approach to this was the antithesis, the opposite to what I had experienced and what I was trying to get away from. And it was like, okay, I'm gonna just gonna do something with somebody that I think I'll, I, I'll get on with and we'll have a laugh and it'll just be like, you know, because you're not looking for anything out of it. Nope. I wasn't looking for anything out of it. It was just literally, let's just record conversations and just see what happens and be as relaxed as we can about it, which is the sweet spot of yeah, podcasting yeah, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, you know? And um, it's turned me into somewhat of a, a sort of a, a media guy, actually. I uh, at work. If there's ever a camera now or anything, there I'm there, and and there's a there's a group of uh, local guys doing a Claire during COVID thing. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> they came to the the to where I work, the cliffs, at one point just to talk to people, not about being at work in the cliffs or whatever, but uh, just to talk about. It. And then they got back in touch with me, and we've done a couple of zooms over, sort of during various lockdowns, and you know, talking about haircuts, various like not to do with anything professional or whatever. And yesterday I was going in for my second jab. And all of a sudden I see the two lads standing there. Oh, look, it's Mike. Will you come over? I, I walked over and I minced over. I threw my arms around. And there's a very cute people my own age. And I went, anything for you, darlings. I'm a media slut. <laughs> <laughs> and I sat there and gave him a bit of a chat. And then the fellow came over and went, uh, you better come in now because you'll be late for your, uh, your inoculation. I was like, okay, sorry about that. That's enough media for one day. <laughs> but I also, I did, um, they're doing a virtual tour of the cliffs um, type of thing. Yeah. And uh, they had a couple of people in and I was to give a bit of a chat about birds and stuff like that. And um, for some reason, one of the three of us in the room mentioned Alcatraz. Now stay with me on this, right? So, I was sitting there and they had me mic'd up and everything. And I was just sitting there and I, I was ready to talk about the birds. And um, the old boy sitting in the corner who was kind of recording, he would be asking the leading questions, you know, about what's your favorite bird there? What class of an egg does it have? And all this kind of stuff. And uh, somebody said Alcatraz. I think it was the other guy on the computer or whatever he was doing. And uh, I said, I've got an interesting fact about Alcatraz. I was there when they filmed The Rock. Remember that movie with Sean Connery? Yeah. And the final scene, there were two planes went over. They were going to blow it up. And then at the last minute, somebody said, abort, abort. They've claimed back the rock sort of thing. And we were there that day. It went, and the two big planes were, it's great. And he says to me, um, I'll tell you a better one about Alcatraz. He says, um, I'm a Dublin, uh, the Liffey swim. He does the Liffey swim every year. I do the Liffey swim. And there's a load of us do the Liffey swim and, uh, Men and women of a certain age do the Liffey swim. He says, about 20, 15 years ago, he said, uh, I heard that there was a, an Alcatraz swim. So people would try to do the swim from Alcatraz to the mainland. Sure, we, we invited ourselves and it was always capped to 500. Sure, 92 of us came over and there was 600 of us for the finish lepping off a boat on a, on a Sunday morning and flying across. And of course, I'm just in me, like, me swimming trunks. Nobody had heard of a fucking wetsuit or anything. And these lads, the Americans, and all, like, caps on and everything. Fucking hell, I dived into the water, was frozen. 
So I belted away and we beat him in. We like we were so fucking cold. <laughs> swam with 92 Irish people and the, and the funny thing was he said um, the boat that dropped them out um, they didn't realise what they were doing so they had their watches and their phones and everything in bags and the boat about two seconds before it went said uh, lads by the way this boat is just dropping you and he's going off to China so uh, <laughs> end of so if you're leaving anything on the boat it's gone forever and they're saying this at the harbour, and he says, I have my bag with me watch and my phone, and I was fucking off the boat trying to get somebody to catch it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Wow. There, that's there you go. insane. Like a bunch of Irish has just turned up to join in and, and swim yeah. just in their Literally. jocks. Yeah. That is brilliant. That's a great... There's a... There's a documentary in that, Mike. There's, there is a documentary. You've got yeah, fodder. Yeah. That's when you have your own spin-off podcast, Mike Talks. Mike Talks. Mike talks Alcatraz. Mike on Alcatraz and other stories. He also, this fella, he got it very interesting for a finish. I said, do you do much swimming? He said, yeah, I, um, I represented Ireland at the Catholic junior swimming thing. And I thought, oh, my God, are we going to go down some sort of rabbit hole here now? And it's all going to be, you know, George Gibney or whatever. And he said, no, 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 it was great. He said, but I was the only Protestant because I was the fastest swimmer. <laughs> I love that the rules, the rule like when, <laughs> the rules can be bent and broken. Like oh, yeah, they can yeah. be Protestant pitted against Catholic up the road. But if the fucking if you're a fast swimmer, you can be on the Catholic team's grand. There you go. To nobody. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> There's not that's fucking that's brilliant. Jesus Christ, he sounds like a character, doesn't he? Brilliant. He was fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we Mike. spoke about birds. Hmm. When will I be? We be able to hear your episode. Where will that be? Uh, I don't know. I think they're going to stick it on. Um, it's like a part of a guided tour that is up there. I don't. I don't know really. I just listen. If there's a microphone, I'm there. Oh, oh. I'm all over it. Like a you are like a cheap suit. You are Claire's media bitch. Yeah, guy, media guy, media Mike. Guy. Claire's yeah. media guy. If you need a talking, a talking head, Mike's the guy. Um. I have to go after bring my son to a football match, but uh, um, I felt like I was going to say something there. Um, today, this week, I'm going to say this week, it could be this month. I should know more about this as a mental health advocate, but <laughs> in around this time is mental health, is men's mental health week or month or something. Okay. It's a time to be thinking about men's mental health and stuff. And if you go to uh, Joe.ie at the moment, there's an interview there with me talking about men's mental health and uh, vulnerability and all that kind of stuff. And I would just say that there's there's organizations like AWARE uh, that you can check in with if you feel like you're feeling a bit shit and you think life could be better. Uh, that's enough of a reason to go and look after yourself. You're worth it. And I'm not talking to you, Mike. I'm talking that you're worth it too, Mike. But if you believe that you're not worth it and life could be, you are worth it. You do nice things you for you. Do nice things for yourself. You deserve yeah. it. And sometimes you have to be do. selfish and look after yourself before you can look after other people. So uh, I would encourage talking to people, therapy, check in with aware, see if they if they can help you, and uh, yeah, be nice to yourself. That's my message. Yeah, be be nice to yourself once a day. Listen, have a bar of chocolate, have a, a fizzy drink, whatever. If you're not feeling great, I'm not saying food is the answer, or do something. That's nice. Watch something you want to watch. Be all about yourself for a couple of hours. Why not? A bit of self-care 
lads. Yeah. Also, I was thinking, I was thinking um, of a T-shirt maybe or an organisation to try and get the fact, get the uh, try and explain to people how the earth is is in shit. And I was thinking something like "fuck sake, lads, the earth is in shite" on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, but. Where would you get it printed? You see, the, the dilemma then, oh, of where, yeah, oh, yeah, and then they yeah. get them posted out and they'd be coming from somewhere yeah. on a plane and that's uh, adding because the cotton would be, you know, the rush. Can, every, can everybody cotton. find an old T-shirt in the house, tie-dye it, and then paint, fuck's sake, lads, the earth is in shite on their own T-shirt and we'll start a campaign. But I think instead of G7, we should have a gathering of uh, scientists and doctors uh, under the heading "fuck's sake, lads, the earth is in shite." What are we going to do about it? Instead yeah. of G- instead of G seven, I think that would be more helpful. Well, it would be it would actually achieve something. Yes, if it made one person change their mind about something. Mm. I think we've done that today, Mike. Yeah, not so much. And <laughs> donuts. <laughs> but, the, but the funny thing about the when you in my head, the way my head works, when I hear someone saying. The fucking kale is shit anyway. Like we don't have the nutrients aren't in the vegetables anymore. I'm just like, probably the best thing for me to do is just keep eating chocolate then. Not a bad idea. Chocolate and Brazil nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Who gives a shit about the rainforest? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we leave it at that. We leave it okay. at that, Mike. Have a good day. I hope you're feeling better. I hope you don't. You'll probably. You know, be- I'm actually. I've been feeling a lot better this 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 side of it now. So it was only literally 24 hours. Okay. I'll probably stand up and fall over now. Or yeah, something. go and have a nap. Yeah, well, I, I did. Yeah, I had a little bit of a nap this morning. I got up at half seven, phoned work, told them I was going to be sick, and then uh, f- went back into sleep till like 10 o'clock. Lovely. Are you taking photographs of me? Just taking photographs of sick Mike after his... <laughs> they call him sick Mike. Uh, listen, thanks very much for listening, everybody. Uh, thanks to ACAST for the support. Uh, you can email the podcast, keepwatchpod at gmail.com. Um, Mike, do you want to say anything as a sign off? Uh, no, thanks. Thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for that lovely email, the lady. Um, thank you. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, it means an awful lot. Yeah, made his day. Made his day. Yeah, made my week, as did you, Keith. Like that time I went on, I went. <laughs> Went drinking Guinness for 24 hours. Made my whole week. (laughs) See you, Mike. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.